Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney, best-selling author of Building a Non-Anxious Life. Uh, I guess I'm an aspiring best-selling author, John. I just pre-launched a book, and I hope that it's successful as yours. It's called Breaking Free from Broke. It's on pre-sale right now at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Work hard, George. Aspiring. May you accomplish all of your dreams. But we're both YouTubers, so we succeeded in that regard. Well, you're crushing me on YouTube. If that's success. Well, let's uh, let's take some calls. The number is 888-825-5225. We'll help you take the right next step with your money, your mental health, your relationships, whatever it is. We will give you our advice. That is a guarantee. All right, let's start with Jessica in Boston. What's going on, Jessica? Hi. So I'm wondering how uh, my husband and I have, we're a family of five. We have three kids, five and under. We both work. We, we make a very good living north of 300K a year, which almost 50 of it is tax-free because um, my husband receives VA disability pay um, monthly. But we are, we've had several crisis, crises, I guess, come up the past two years. Um, and we were debt-free, but now we've, due to the unexpected occurrences, um, we're now living beyond our means, paycheck to paycheck, have no savings, and, you know, um, our emotional, our physical health is taking a toll, our marriage is taking a toll, um, and we, we want to stop living paycheck to paycheck. How do we get out of this, um, and how can we repair the relationship along the way? Mm. I'm what, sorry to hear what you're going through. Yeah, what happened? What were the crises? Yeah, so we, um, the height of the real estate market, right, we, we sold our first house. You know, this is our opportunity to get debt-free. We were probably, I want to say, between fifty to 65000 in debt. Um, at the height of the market in 2021, we sold our first home, uh, walked away spot-free, um, paid off the entirety of our debt, um, and then I got pregnant with our third child. I was only six months postpartum. Um, and I was actually struggling with postpartum depression in, in the interim. Um, I ha- we had major complications. I was in preterm labor for almost three months. Um, and I am the breadwinner between me and him. Um, very high pressured, you know, uh, software, uh, sales, technology sales, I should say, um, job. And which forced me to uh, need to take a, a medical leave of absence due to my postpartum getting so bad. Um, it was literally for the safety of myself and my family that I had to take a medical leave. And the day I returned to work, I was laid off. In oh. um, turn, we Jeez. literally two weeks. Yeah, it was bad. So to, I want to say a month prior to me going back to work, uh, we had just closed on a new home. Uh, our forever home, and the bills piled up quick. So how much debt are you in now? It's probably, I want to say between twenty two to 25000 total. And what kind of debt? Yeah, so it's unsecured loan debt, credit card debt. Um, should I include the car or no? Yes, that's debt, isn't it? Okay, then it goes up from there. So I would tack on a total, an additional sixty. 
an additional. So you're probably eighty-five thousand dollars in consumer Correct. debt. Are you are you back to working now? I am. I am. I found a new job fairly soon, within a month, um, and I am working. Are you still making uh, three hundred thousand? It takes some time to build the pipeline again. So. Okay. What what what's your husband do? Yeah, he works um, for the government. Um, and he was a Marine, and now he works for the government as a safety inspector okay. for OSHA. So I'm going to let George talk you through this this debt situation, but I want to say a couple things, okay? Okay. The first thing is I'm really, really glad you're still here. Thank you. And that. <laughs> making that call when you're holding a baby is one of the scariest calls you can make, right? It is. Yeah, because there's that demon telling you that um, they're going to take your baby away. People are going to say you're crazy yeah. and they're going to lock you up. And I'm so, so proud of you for doing that. That's hard. And we're good now, right? For the most most of the time. Well, <laughs> I still have moments. But. Yes, there you go. Um, let me ask you this way. You're always going to be around here, right? Yes, okay. for sure. Good. Um, the second thing is, if you haven't already... There's going to come a moment when y'all are going to have to, and the quicker you get here, the quicker you can begin to do the, the walk the path that Jordan's going to lay out for you. You're going to have to make peace with, grieve the crap out of, but make peace with, here's the life we had, and now here's the one we're in right now. Okay. The more you try to, quote unquote, get back to what we had, the more you're going to make yourself nuts because you're just going to run in a circle. You're going to be dragging right, what used to be, <laughs> right? So we used to have $60,000 cars. We don't anymore. We're a Camry family now. Yep. We used to have okay. a humongous house and we had our forever house. It's not our forever house anymore. You and me are forever okay. husband, but the house isn't. And that's okay. Okay. And we used to make 300 grand. Now we don't. And maybe one day we will again, but that's not the world we're in right now. And so when you make yeah. peace existentially with those moments, then Ah, remember we had a Lexus? Yeah, but now we got now we got a Corolla and it gets us where we need to go. And you got a bunch of dope marine tattoos, but you're gonna look awesome smoking hot getting out of a Camry. That's just the world we have now. Right? Yeah. And it's not less than, it's just different. It's different. And it'll be back. It'll be back. You're a you're a hustler, your husband's a brilliant guy. I mean, you'll be back. But let's make peace with that new world, right? And that new world is no, awesome, by the way. It's top one percent of planet Earth. It's a great world. Just we got to let go of what used to be. Used to be awesome, and then we got laid off, and it sucks. And here we are now. Now it's awesome again. Just a different kind of awesome. Okay. So, Jessica, this is going to start with some simple math, but it's going to end with some sacrifice and behavior change. You ready for it? Absolutely. Okay. The mind is, is your husband is on board, too? To this is an important factor. He is. He knows how you feel for about sure. all this. Okay. We're going to get you he to does, solid ground, yeah. and I'll give you some options. It'll be a choose-your-own-adventure. My guess is your take-home pay is somewhere around fifteen grand a month. Uh, yes. Okay. Correct. So let's look at what our expenses are. What do we need to keep the household running? And you're going to do that with a budget. I'm going to gift it to you. It's called Every Dollar. I'm going to give you the premium version. It's going to have paycheck planning, connect to your bank account, all the good stuff. Your homework is to list out every single expense you have as a family and ruthlessly cut out the stuff that doesn't matter that you don't need right now. You got that? Okay. Give yep. me a rough estimate of what that would add up to. Five grand? For cutting out or the essential? The total expenses that would keep the house running. Food, shelter, utilities, transportation, all that. Probably 12. 12 grand. Yep. 
That with our nanny included, child care included. <laughs> oh my! Ah. Both of us okay, this work. is where. Remember those sacrifices I mentioned, Jessica. This is where we might have to figure out how to get that twelve grand down to five, so we have ten thousand to throw at the debt, and we can be done in eight months. That might mean selling the cars if you can't make those it sacrifices. Might mean letting the nanny go for a season. This is not going to be fun, but your life on the other side is going to be way better for it. So hang on the line. We'll gift you every dollar. We are wishing you the best. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. We're taking your questions at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your relationships, your mental wellness, your financial wellness, all of it right here on The Ramsey Show. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. With 19 home service providers nationwide, the network of local service pros on Neighborly.com can help with just about anything you need done in and around your home. Visit Neighborly.com slash Ramsey to find out more. All right, today's question comes from Leanne in Virginia. Leanne writes, I've been hearing that the U.S. dollar may be obsolete and so-called experts advising to do something with money sitting in various large banks like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, etc. Since the market has been all over the place and the CD rates have been up, we stockpiled a couple hundred thousand dollars in Wells Fargo, but now after seeing these alerts, we are a bit concerned. What are your thoughts on the U.S. dollar becoming devalued or obsolete? Wow, a lot going on here, John. A lot going on here. All right, I'm going to let you talk about the investing strategy, George, but here's my two cents and you can do with it what you will. The U.S. dollar is how the world does business, right? And um, I had one, a friend of mine, she was a, a, a legal scholar who said, the world spends, planet Earth spends on one sentence. The United States will pay its bill in U.S. dollars, right? Um, pay its bills. That's why things like government shutdowns and letting the debt ceiling not not dealing with this long term issue will be an explosion of catastrophic events if we don't get this debt under control nationally and we don't continue to figure out ways to pay our bills. And if you owe thirty some trillion dollars, it makes the whole world nervous. And if you just print and invent money, it makes the whole world nervous. And other people can't divorce themselves from you. Other countries can't if they have to pay their bills in your money, right? They can't devalue your currency because then they're devaluing the amount of money they owe you or you mm. owe them if there's debt, right? So there's been the conversation with Brazil and Russia and China, like the BRIC is the big new thing. BRICS, I think it is, which is we're going to start, you, we're going to create an alternative world currency that's not the U.S. dollar. Not tied to us. And then everyone goes... It's all coming down. So here's what I can tell you. I can tell you that if the U.S. dollar does not continue to be the world currency and Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and fill-in-the-blank all fail, any amount of things that you think you have done to prep for that moment, you have not done. It will be a drastically different planet. Okay, The world will be different at that moment. So... I have taken, like this, like every other, it's all gonna, move all your money to gold, start buying coffee and burying bullets and silver coins in the ground, and buy a bunch of uh, Beanie Babies, and what like whatever the thing of the day is, I always like to look on the other side of it and ask myself, will the world be 
the same? Like this world I'm preparing for, will it be the same on the other side of this? The answer would be no. It'd be a radically different world that we're all going to have to adjust to to, when we get there. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? That means I'm going to go throughout my regular day, not trying to time the meteorite that's going to hit us one day. I'm going to do the next right thing. And the next right thing is, given the information I have in front of me, the world currency is the U.S. dollar. And forget the world currency. My country that I live in uses the U.S. dollar. That's what I'm going to put in the bank, and I'm going to invest it for long term, and I'm going to pay off my debts, and I'm going to next right thing, next right thing, next right thing. Mm. I'm just not going to get on YouTube and listen to the just absolute drivel that is coming out of some of the news stations out there who have no vested interest in information, quality information, truth. They have vested interest. They're publicly traded companies. They have a vested interest in one thing, clicks, your attention, so they can sell ads. They're not, they're, not in, they're not incentivized to give you correct information. And so they're incentivized to get your attention. How do I get your attention? It's all coming down, right? That's so, one way. Right. And then you go, what's coming down? The dollar. Well, if John, if you upload a video and it's like, guys, the dollar's fine. Everyone just go to work and love your families. It's going to get zero views. Nobody <laughs> right. wants to watch that. There it's not go. exciting. Right. So and right. is there some challenges? Are you freaking kidding me? Yes. We have $37 trillion. We have... People in Washington to just throwing crayons at each other in a sandbox. Like, you're dumb. No, you're dumb. And then, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's madness. So if I am a trading partner of the U.S., would I be concerned about the absolute insanity I see everywhere? Yep, I would. No question about it. Um, should the average citizen who has a mortgage and a car payment and some credit card debt be trying to think through a strategy for what happens when the dollar goes away? No, I would not spend my time doing that. I think there's a ton of hurdles between the U.S. dollar going away and brick or whatever these things kicking up. Well, there's there's a lot of strategies. I mean, a lot of hurdles in between now and then. The biggest thing we can all do is take care of our, our homes, take care of our personal finances, and vote people who will do what's right. And that's that's the game. We, that's, that's what we can do. That's right? the game. That was a good intellectual take, John. Mine was not that smart. What do we do? I just underlined things that I thought were funny in this question. Like, <laughs> so-called experts are advising me to do something. Uh, so, no, I'm not going to trust the so-called experts out there who are using fear to get your clicks. And I also wouldn't stockpile hundreds of thousands of dollars in a bank account because your biggest problem there is not devaluation. It's inflation, it's inflation eating away at your money. Which is very real. That part is real. And so I would be investing that money, anything beyond your emergency fund and your current savings goals, invest it in the long term. I still believe in the U.S. economy and uh, some amazing companies that are innovating that will cause you know the economy to rise and the GDP to grow. So I have faith in that. And it's all, I, you know, at the end of the day, I can't control any of it, John. So I'm just going to, the be best thing you can do is be debt free and have a pile of money in the bank and be investing for the future. That's it. Otherwise, I'm not worried about uh, the dollar becoming obsolete anytime soon because I, I got to pay bills, John, with dollars. I do think the what you said earlier is something I wish everyone would double down and triple down and quadruple down on, which is a great inflation hedge. Don't owe anybody any money. A great um, got just got laid off hedge. Don't owe anybody any money. A great anxiety mental health challenge. Don't owe anybody any money. And if more people would default to as for me and my house. I'm going to take care of that, and I'm going to work seven jobs. I'm going to work 15 jobs. I'm going to get rid of the nanny like the last call. I'm going to get rid of the cars. I'm just, we're going to drive Corollas. Like, we're going to make this thing work. 
because so many of the things on the what can I control and not control, can any of us individually control whether the U.S. dollar becomes obsolete? No, absolutely not. There's nothing we can do. Can I control that I don't owe anybody money? And if one day a foreign currency calls and says, I call your note, and I'm like, I don't owe you anything. They'll be like, okay, I'll go to your neighbor. Dang it. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So I think the most important thing almost every one of us can do right now is not owe anybody any money and work like bloody hell to get there. Mm. Yeah, the, that's an interesting take. If you're truly worried about what could happen with the economy, then why are you owing Ford Motor Company right. a giant check every month for that car you must drive? Why do you make a payment to, to, to Visa? It just doesn't you don't make care sense. About the if you truly, and it sounds like this question, they have a bunch, a bunch of money that probably don't aren't carrying debt, but it's one of the best things you can do to sleep better at night because when it all comes down, the lenders are still going to want their payment, and they will do whatever it takes to get it. They will take you to court in the midst of a pandemic. They'll do whatever it takes, and so the best thing you can do is just live a debt-free life and turn off the headlines if you're starting to spin out of control. And John, I know there's a lot of people out there who genuinely want to, they want to stay in touch with what's going on in the world. But what is the balance there between going, all right, all the headlines are telling me it's all coming down. My real life says I love my family and I like my job and I'm just going to go to work and it, go home. It, it's, it's just become like an old trope, right, which uh, I control what I can control. And so when I hear something going on um, like this, I mean, what, what can I do? What can I do about it? What can I literally do about this? I know I'm going to lose money due to inflation if I put the money under my bed. I know that real estate usually has a good return over time, but I'm not going to borrow money to do it. So I'm going to put it in a high-yield savings account. I'm going to invest my money and on a long-term strategy, and that's how we're going to roll. And number one, I'm not going to owe anybody money, and we'll deal with this as this, as this rolls out. It's that oh. simple. And John, you lay out six daily choices we can make in your new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, which I highly recommend for Leanne in Virginia. It actually <laughs> may help more than anything. And George can turn anything into a sales pitch. That was impressive. That's what I do, America. This is The Ramsey Show. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about money, mental health, relationships, and whatever is on your mind. Quick reminder for you all listening, the Ramsey Christmas Cash Giveaway is here, and you could win one of our $500 weekly prizes or a grand prize of $5,000. And there is no joy greater than giving away Dave Ramsey's money, let me tell you right now. So you can enter every single day at RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway to increase your chances of winning. And while you're there, we've also got the $12 sale happening where you can get lots of great, meaningful gifts at a great deal. Best-selling books like The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, and Own Your Past, Change Your Future. And we've got some of Dr. John Deloney's Questions for Humans conversation cards for as low as 10 bucks right now. And we've got the Christmas edition. It's back. And these sold out last year. So 
Be quick. Be nimble. Shop the sale at RamseySolutions.com slash store. And while you're there, we've got a lot of new stuff. Rachel Cruz has a new kid's book. My book, Breaking Free from Broke, is on pre-sale. We've got the 2024 Gold Planner. Something for everyone on your list. Would you consider yourself quick and nimble? I am, actually. It's the one thing I am good at I would as not. a small person. I disagree. I appreciate that. I'll outrun you any day, John. You're a small person, but you're not quick or nimble. On that note, Chris in Albany is waiting with bated breath for our answer to this question. What's going on, Chris? Hey, George. Dr. Don, thank you so much for having me on the show. Sure. What's How up? can we help? So I guess one of the things I noticed when trying to get on a budget and one of the things that's kind of like uh, hampering things, I should say, is the constant bombardment I'm getting of emails, marketing emails. seems like every time I check my email, like 99 out of 100 of them are something trying to get me to spend money. So I was just wondering if you guys had any tips, strategies, or anything to kind of combat this and to stay on track with the budget. What does that have to do with your budget? Well, just making sure that we don't spend extra money more, you know, that temptation to spend money from the mar- from the constant uh, emails and the trying to get a, you know, uh, and trying to have you to spend. So if I gave you a really support. sophisticated answer, which was... Uh, just don't. What's your pushback to that? Um, other than then, I don't have much pushback other than just, uh, I didn't know if it was something that like your audience or anybody might have had, anybody has issues with, maybe just trying to like combat that. Yeah, there's a, there's a simple and effective way to do this. And I talk about this in Financial Peace University. John and I tag team a lesson on why spending. And I talk mm-hmm. about this tiny thing at the bottom of that email. There's this tiny link. It's an invisible font about size, you know, 0.4. And if you click it, it'll say, sorry to see you go. And you say, okay, bye. Unsubscribe. That's it. There's an unsubscribe link. And that gives me, it gives me no greater joy than to hit that link on every single marketing spam email, unless it's a Ramsey email. And then I, I accept <laughs> it with great joy. But for real, that's all it takes. Uh, what kind of marketing emails are you getting? And did you sign up for them? Like, are these stores well, that you well, love? It's mostly just like, I really tried to get on track with my spending and, and getting on a budget. And I, to be honest, I really haven't been that great. Um, so products I've bought in the past, you know, whether you signed up for a rewards program or something in the past, and then you're just consistently getting those emails and it feels like it's nonstop. And, and also, I'm not sure, like, has my email also been sold to other companies as yes, well? Yes, and I think I think it's so much, and I get the unsubscribe thing. I've done that. It just it feels like it just there's so much. It's just very overwhelming. At Do you? Time. I don't even open them though. Yeah. Like, what's, just, what's underneath yeah. this? There's something underneath. I this. think it's well. I think it's also just like in the email, just like oh, I might there might be important emails that like I'm not neglecting. Sometimes I'll just won't even look at them. But then I may have missed a, an email as a result. Give or me something. an example. So just, what's a store that you might be tempted to spend at? Um, I don't know. Maybe it could have been anything from. I'll throw one out there. Maybe it's Amazon. Maybe it's another company where I bought clothing, things like that. All right. So um, if, if you if you were struggling with alcohol, mm-hmm. one of the things I would tell you if you and I were sitting down and you had wept and I'd heard your story, I would tell you, you have to agree today you're not going back into a bar, period. Mm-hmm. And then you would probably say, well, that's where my friends are. That's right on the way home from work. That's my routine. That's where my community. That's where my laughs are. It's where I get um, connection. And I would say and it's killing you, you cannot go back into a bar. And you'd have to figure out another way home. You have to figure out other people, but you'd have to figure out another way to deal with that thing inside of you that you are trying to wallpaper over with purchases and purchases and FOMO. And what if, what if this is an important email? What if it's not? And so here's my challenge to you. Delete your email account. Just delete it. There's 700 services, email services 
There's Google and is Yahoo still a thing? There's I'm sure Hotmail still exists. Does it? People have it. I don't know why. Yeah, but yeah, they I, have I, it. I have the uh, I have an Hotmail address. Actually, there's yes. <laughs> Proton Mail. There, there's 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 stuff all over the place. Delete your email account. Just delete it. Mm-hmm. And if there's three or four people that you want to have your thing, just send them a note that say, "Hey, this is my new email address." Just clean slate it, and that would tell me I'm that you are serious about dealing with this part of your life that is out of control. Mm-hmm. Because, dude, I get emails from some of the coolest companies, and I go through their stuff, and I am like, I want this. I would love to get this. It'd be so rad. I have that. And then I just don't. Mm-hmm. Or I wait 60 days, and then I do. Or I ask my wife, and she's like, really? Okay, but okay. And then I just don't because she's right. And, Chris, you mentioned you mentioned the budget at the top of this, and the budget is going to dictate your spending. And so you're the boss of the budget, but when the budget's done, it's the boss of you. So if you have a $200 shopping line item, then you have permission to spend $200 on shopping. And it may be stuff that you that just Chris wants. If he's out of debt and he's in a good spot, it's okay to buy stuff. It's when we do it with the wrong motive, when it's not in the budget, when it's not the right time, when we haven't really done the research, it was just impulsive or emotional, that's when it gets out of hand. And it feels like that's what you're getting at. Is you, you can, uh-huh. You're self-aware enough to know you have the tendency to go there. Just hear me and George say I don't I don't fully get the link between your budget and these emails. I think it's before I had a lack of a budget, Doctor John, and I think now that I'm trying to get on a budget, get everything set. Just be just still I'm still seeing those emails just to avoid that temptation. Don't go off the budget. I guess that's kind of what I'm trying. There you to go. Delete your email account, dude. And yeah. whenever you uh, sign up for stuff, here's what I do. I have like a spam yep. marketing account. I do too, and that's what I give to mm-hmm. all of these companies, and then I never open that inbox because I know oh, okay. what's coming. Yes. So that may be another way to go about this if you can't delete your email account if it's connected to 14 million things. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. That becomes your junk email account and you send it over. But I I usually go through a tirade where I just keep unsubscribing from every single thing for a week straight and then I tend to stop getting those emails. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. It's a nice feeling. Yeah. Uh, Let's get... Hold on. Hold on. This is important. Any behavior that you think I can't stop, like I can't control... A, do what he did and reach out and talk to somebody. Whether it's alcohol, whether it's spending, whether it's pornography, whatever it is. The second thing is look at the environment that's allowing this thing to happen and begin to make environmental changes. And that's, I'm not going to go in that bar anymore. That is, I'm not going to go back in that house where this person is abusive anymore. That is really tough if you don't have any money and you're scared and you're all alone in a new city. I get that. Or it might be, I'm deleting my email account. Like, I'm just going to get that serious about it because this isn't a spending issue. This isn't, this is something beneath that. He created a budget and realized he went with him, right? He created a budget and he realized he, I've been running from a long time from something inside of me and I don't want to deal with it and I don't want to deal with it and I don't want to deal with it. And that budget forces you to look in the mirror and say, now, what do you actually value, dude? Like, who are you going to be? And that's tough. It's tough. That's a scary moment. When you look at your bank statement for the last month or two, and you go, this represents who I am as a person, Yep. what I value, my identity, who I'm becoming, who I've been, man, that'll set you straight. You're like, that was a lot of Taco Bell in a month. Who am I becoming? <laughs> Mine is mostly thorn supplements, but I get what you're saying. That's who John is. That's right. A man who values his health. That's a good reminder. And John, you walk through three re- really important questions in that Why Spender lesson of Financial Peace University that our brains are asking on ancient technology. Do I belong? Am I safe? And does this feel good? Right. 
And marketing is trying to get at all of those. It's trying to tap into the fears and going, it's going to feel so good. If you just take this supplement, John, you're going to sleep so much well, better. And, or, or the dollar's going away, like the earlier like the oh, earlier yeah. question, right? Like, are you safe, right? Um, do you belong? Hey, look at all the guys like us. We're all using this thing and wearing this thing. And I want to be like those guys because those are that's the tribe I want to identify with. So, yeah, always step back and ask yourself, is this something I need or is this something I'm trying to use as duct tape over a person I don't like. Mm, usually the latter. But hey, if you want to check out that lesson, it's lesson five of Financial Peace University. John and I tag team it. I cover all the ways companies go after your money and what you can do to regain control of it. You can go check it out, RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Hey, if you're a new listener to the show and you want a deeper dive on The Ramsey Baby Steps, you can go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button, and we will help you figure out the next best step for your financial journey. That's RamseySolutions.com, and click on Get Started. Heather joins us up next in Baltimore. Heather, what's going on? Hi, I'm calling to figure out next best steps. Um, my husband and I, we've been married about 20 years. About, I'd say 10 years ago, we did the Financial Peace University. We were in a ton of debt and we did that for a while and then we got distracted and stopped working on it. But happily now, even though we didn't pay attention for a while, we are out of debt other than our house. Um, I have a six month emergency fund and everything. And recently I got an inheritance um, from the passing of my father um, for some extra cash. So. Where we're at now, um, we have we bought our house 15 years ago. It's 170-ish years old. Whoa! And my biggest argument is stop watching HGTV before you buy a house because it was the stupidest thing we've ever done. So, <laughs> so you thought uh, we're going to turn this into some Victorian uh, dream? Maybe not that, but we just thought we could do a lot more than we have in 15 years. So, okay, we, I, I'm very aware. I this is I even take all the blame because this is 100% on me. This house. Well, he signed on, but, um, so where we're at now, um, my, my husband has always, always wanted to build a sizable workshop. Um, he has hobbies that are big, heavy machinery and he's slightly hoarder, hoarderish. Um, that's a good so, combo, really expensive machinery plus hoarding. Not as expensive. They're just big. Um, so right now we have about $120,000 or so from the inheritance and he clearly wants to go forward on the building the workshop because the plan always was build the workshop then we would have the re the space to solve other house problems i have been here long enough to know that my house needs too much like our foundation massive issues like 
you know, everything is old. Nothing is, everything's basically going to need replaced at some point. In fact, it's needed replaced. And so just sell your house. house, sell your house. That's what I am talking thinking we should do. Like it would be smarter to sell our house and find another house. The area we live in, Maryland is an incredibly high cost of living area. Just sell your house. Um, Just sell your house. What could it sell for as is without you putting all this work into it? Um, I might be able to get $20,000 out of what, over what we owe. What do you owe? 190. And you've lived there 15 years? We bought it at 2007, right when the market crashed. So it took a long time just to get back to what we owed. Just sell your house. And we didn't put sell anything your house. down. So. Sell your house. I, I'm, I'm there. The See? other concern I have is that I really like our mortgage. Where just, it's at now. Like I, he was a sole <laughs> hey, Heather, hey, Heather. hey, Heather, sell your house. Sell your house. <laughs> I, I'm on that. So I, I want to do that. It's just, but to buy another house, I'm looking at, like 400,000, 450 other houses that I could convince my husband to move into. Okay, here's another idea. I just thought of it. Don't sell your house. Okay. Uh-huh. Ta-da. How does that hit you? Well, that's the other one I'm at, but then I have to spend all the money either. Like, I, I still can't say All right, I got a new idea. I got a new idea. I just fix the house. I have a new idea. Sell your house. <laughs> and we're back. Like, yeah. here's the deal. There's not a right or wrong here. You yeah. have just twisted yourself up like a pretzel. Oh, I have. Yes. That was tricky, John, what you just did. Do what? You talked about the anxiety thing. My $1,500 a month mortgage doesn't give me anxiety anymore. A new house, another $1,000 a month mortgage on top of that does. But you're forgetting that $1,500 is not $1,500. It's going to be $150,000 because of what you're going to have to do to this place over the next decade. But if you you, you just got a $100,000 inheritance and you put Mm $100,000 into that house, it will appreciate for what? Um, in a high cost of living area, would it, it would it, would it double? Would it be worth three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand bucks? No, because the money that would put into it is is like the invisible stuff that still just gets it back from not falling down anymore. Okay, here's an idea. Like if I what if thousand dollar into it? I'm probably getting close to three hundred to three fifty, maybe. Okay, which which almost doubles it. We'll put 200 now, but yeah. <laughs> okay. What would it cost to rent somewhere? Let's say you sold it. You have 140. You keep saving George, and saving on top of that. What if for one year you rented while saving? <laughs> would your husband go for that or does it crush his dreams? Not, not for five seconds. <laughs> Why? He has stuff problems. Okay. Well, let's deal with the stuff let's problems with the stuff instead of problems. putting ourselves in a terrible financial position. Uh, Here's what I think. Can I tell you? Can I just say what I think? And you tell me if yeah, I'm wrong. Say you're an idiot and you're wrong. I think your marriage is not as good as you're letting on. And I also think, and maybe your marriage isn't bad. You and your husband are on two very different pages. Y'all are great co-managers mm-hmm. of your house, your roommates. And you have some other stuff going on. And this is a big uh, merry-go-round that you can get on and go around and around and Mm -hmm. contemplate all the reasons you should stay and all the reasons you should go. And what it allows you to do is avoid dealing with the scary, scary truth sitting inside your house, probably sitting on your couch right next to you. There could be relevance there. (laughs) There could be relevance there. That was awesome. This isn't going anywhere. Right. All right. So if I were to take on additional mortgage, no, 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 we're not doing that. What do you mean? I'm just selling my house. Okay, listen to me. Back to that. What about this? What about taking your husband out for dinner? 
and said, honey, uh-huh. I plan us a date. Uh-huh. And sat down and said, I'm scared to death about the trajectory of our marriage. I want to get you a barn, but how you spend money and your addiction to stuff scares me. And the fact that I'm running really low, some might call it depression, and I'm anxious a lot, scares me. I'm scared our house is going to fall down. I'm scared that we can't afford to move. I can't breathe in this house. Whew. What if you did that? I just felt my shoulders drop just saying that <laughs> for you. This wouldn't be a new conversation. Okay. Then you have to deal with that reality and selling your house or not selling your house is not it, you and your husband are going to go with you to your new house. Yes. You and your husband are going to go with you when you build a shop that you can't afford. Well, that's not happening. Cause I won't say yes to that. Yeah. Him having this dream workshop solves zero problems. Yes. So we need to deal with the root problem, which number one is we are way far away on our values when it comes to our dreams and vision financially. So we need to align on that first before we make any decision. And if we can't find alignment on that, it's worth reaching out to a third party, our friends at BetterHelp. We need to get to the root of this because if he still has his addiction to stuff, we're going to be broke three years from now, regardless of what we do. You sound really close to resentment. That's not resentment. What is it? This has been here for a long time. I, I, this is our reality. You've resigned. I can't change another person. I can choose to make decisions going forward based on the reality that exists. Like, or I obviously could leave, but that's not an option. Okay. Um, so, but I, the only thing that stops me really from trying to buy a different house is that then brings on, like, it just makes money tighter. And we were a single income ha- family for a long time for the last few years where have not been. And it's amazing to not feel stressed about money anymore. Mm-hmm. I like that. So but some, sometimes when I've had a house that I just want to get out of really bad, yeah, <laughs> I sometimes overinflate just how the house is falling down. It's going to fall down. It's I'm not. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying what I did, okay. not what you do. Okay. I would go through that list of questions like the things that you think have to be done, the things that you had planned to do because of HGTV back in the day, and then the Chip and Joanna things that would just make it amazing. Like make a list of those things and put real, not imaginary, put real dollar amounts to them and just see what you're talking about. Because right now you have no data. You have a storm that just is on on repeat in your mind and it, your, body's keep, it, your body's wearing out because of it. Um sit down with real numbers and real stuff and then see what this looks like. I don't, I don't know another option for you because you said you've had the hard conversation with your husband and he doesn't, he, he'd rather have his big toys than have a wife that feels loved and safe. And so, as George said, you're going to have to deal with a marriage counselor at some point, but I would love for you to sit down and say, okay, let's get serious about answering the questions about this house. Let's, that's going to allow us to get serious about what we do next. But I'm telling you right now, these imaginary conversations you're having over and over and over in the loop and the what if, but then what if, and then the what if, you're driving yourself into an early grave. You're worth more than that. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, joined by the Dr. John Deloney, and we are here for you, America. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Emily's going to kick us off in Reno. Emily, welcome to the Ramsey Show. 
Hi, thank you. What's going on? So I've been listening to you guys for a couple months now, um, and I've eventually talked to my husband about it. He was a little bit reluctant at first, but now he's on board. Um, we don't have any credit card debt, which is great, um, but we do have two truck co- truck loans and our house. Um, and what we're thinking about doing, and he's on board with, but we're not sure if it's the right move, is to take what we have in our largest retirement account and pay off the truck loans, um, which are kind of large. Um, And then that would free up, of course, a lot of our income to either put toward the house or to rebuild the retirement account, which we feel like we could do fairly quickly. Um, So I just wanted to get your guys' opinion and take on that. Well, first of all, I love that you guys are aligned on wanting to get out of debt. The goal is great. Yeah. The method is terrible of robbing our retirement <laughs> accounts to achieve this. Uh, so let's talk about what what's left on these loans. Um, the larger one is around thirty-seven thousand, and then the smaller one is a little over twenty. Okay, and what's your household income? Uh, together we make about one hundred and fifty a Good. year. Good. Okay. Awesome income. So let's. Look at it this way. If retirement accounts were not an option to rob, which, by the way, if you take a withdrawal against that, you sound young. I'm, I'm guessing you're not 60. No, but we're not uh, We're not super young. He's 43 and I'm 41. So well, You're really young. Why... According to the government, you are not old enough <laughs> to be retired. Young. You're not a retired person. Uh, we're young, but yeah, that's why we're nervous about, you know, that's why I called is because... It sounds like a good idea, but I'm a little nervous about... Do you know what it, what it's going to do to you guys? Not only with taxes and penalties, but also robbing from your potential future growth on that money? Against a depreciating yeah. asset? And then we've thought, we've thought about, you know, because the, the company we're with allows you to, like, basically take a loan against yourself. No! No! Um, but, no! Yeah, which we don't want to do, which we didn't want to do. Yeah, we didn't want to Okay, do. how about this? If you're um, that desperate so, to get out of debt, why not sell the trucks? Uh, well, we need them. Uh, hold on, um, hold on, hold on. You need a $40,000 truck. For what? <laughs> you guys are ruthless. Um, hold on, hold on. I, I live out in the country. I live on some acreage. I do need a truck. I'm an avid hunter, and I have stuff all over yeah. my property. And I, we, I'm not any better. We are avid outdoors people. Um, we have a camper that's bought and paid for, no payment. Um... So we need the the truck to pull it, um, and then the other one is just you know our the smaller truck which we use. My husband uses drives it all the time. Um, I guess we're not desperate to pay it off. I mean, we do okay. You're desperate we're enough just, to rob um, your retirement at thirty percent with interest and penalties. Not to mention lost no, lost future earnings for a, a car that will yeah. go down in value every year. Okay, well, I guess the reason that got me thinking about that is because I listen to you guys all the time and I hear, like, Dave always talking about, like, go scorched earth, like, don't, um, you know, like, put everything into getting debt-free, so... Yeah, but he also right says never rob your retirement account to pay off debt. 
Or yeah. you don't go scorched earth in like... Scorched earth means we're going to sacrifice and use our future income and sell everything we can in order to get out of debt. It okay. can also mean we're going to so, sell the trucks to get out of debt. But if that's not an option, right. I, I pinned you right. into that corner to say, well, the other option is let's use this amazing $150,000 income to pay off $57,000 in debt. Yeah. But guess what? That's going to take a different kind of sacrifice. That means we're not yeah. eating out. It means we're going to pause all investing as we attack this debt. Which that was my next question. Um, Cause we just in the last like year, we really ramped up our um, thinking for the future. Um, so we've always put into our 401ks and retirements, but just this last year we upped our percentage to 8% for both of us. Um, plus our employer matching. And then we opened a IRA that we put a couple hundred a month in. Uh, and what, what, what is your, what is your great. APR on your trucks? What's your interest rate on your trucks? Oh, I think, <laughs> well, the, the 20 that we got them in the last couple of years when interest rates have been high with inflation. So I think they're around like 13. Nothing says I'm they're thinking not. about our future, like <laughs> taking out a $37,000 loan at 13% interest. It trying to earn it in a volatile 10% market. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it, yeah. Your, your math doesn't even work. Emily, we're having fun with you. We're so, not trying to just rag on you. I'm trying to get you to the point yeah. where you're willing to go, you're right, our our plan is not working. Trying to invest while right. taking on debt, while having the camper debt free, but then we need a $40,000 loan to run the camper. We didn't think right. this through. And so the great news right. is this is a very solvable problem. So easy to solve. Okay. But there's solve only it. two solutions. <laughs> you either sell the trucks or you pay them off very quickly with future income by selling stuff, getting on a budget, cutting expenses, increasing income. That's it. No life okay. hacks, no retirement so, robbing. That's it. Do you guys, what do you think about, because um, I know, well, I think I know, in the baby steps that I've read that um, you don't invest I would pause every dollar. Retirement and everything. Add up what okay. it would be to pause all retirement. My guess is it's going to be close to a thousand bucks a month, if not more. Well, and here's here's why that's important in your situation. Yeah. You having a paid for camper and a forty thousand dollar loan against the the truck that makes the camper usable, and mm -hmm. you choosing to pause your investing while you're quote unquote getting serious about your future. You will see how insane what you're doing is. Because you're going to say, okay. there's no way I want to pause investing. We have a match in everything. And then the next logical question will be, what if we sold this camper and paid this truck off? What if we sold this camper and this truck and everything in our life changes literally in a weekend? All of it. And then we can breathe. And then we can say, what if, how often do we have actually use this camper? What if we used a tent? What if we went to KOAs? What if we built this thing back up? Because you said at the beginning of the call, we feel confident we could just refill our emergency, I mean, our retirement really quick. Cool. Just use that same energy yeah. and buy yourself another camper down the road. In a few years, if yeah. we enter into a recession, there's going to be a lot of campers on the market. You could sell yours yeah. right now while the going's good. And you're also going to double your investing if you follow our plan. You're going to go from 8% to 15% of household income. You're going to build ex extreme wealth by doing that. And when you spend cash on that next camper and that next truck, you're going to spend it differently because it's your own money. And you might be buying a $20,000 truck because it hurts too much to let go of $40,000 in cash that could be working for you instead of against you. So that was a fun time beating up on Emily, but it's because we love Emily. We want her to win with money. And sometimes that means tough love and getting rid of crap and sacrificing.
Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie chips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Well, big news if you missed it, we pre-launched my new book, Breaking Free from Broke. It's my first book ever. I'm real proud of it. And uh, you can pre-order today for only 20 bucks and get $100 in free bonus items, including instant access to my newest talk from our Smart Conference event called Show Me the Money, exclusive access to an online private event and Q&A, the audiobook, which will be enhanced and very exciting, the ebook, And on top of all of that, you're going to get three months to every dollar premium to try that out, to live out the principles in this book. This is everything you never learned about money but wish you did. This is how the debt industry, how companies come after your money, how to break free from broke, and how to live out this Ramsey plan that freed me to go from broke to millionaire many moons ago. And so I'm going to expose all the myths and lies that we believe from credit cards, student loans, credit scores, auto loans, mortgage traps, investing traps, you name it, and uh, I'll show you the way out. I'm going to show you how to ditch debt and build wealth and buck this toxic system. And you can get it today at RamseySolutions.com slash store, and we'll send it to you in January when the book is out. Mike joins us in Washington, D.C. Up next, Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks. Uh, hope you're doing well today. Absolutely. What's going on with you? Well, I have an 88-year-old mother who's getting ready to run out of money, um, like really run out of money. But uh, let me give you a background here. Uh, my dad passed away 15 years ago. And he left her the 15-acre property that, that uh, they were living in. And she stayed there. Uh, the house is now, let's say, neglected, certainly dated, needs some work. It's about 45 minutes away from me and where my brother lived. But in 2020, she had a little issue. She's been having some medical issues. She nearly burned the house down, had some issues like that. So my brother and his wife convinced her to live in a nearby uh, retirement home. Uh, and I wasn't included in that process. She didn't want to move, but she agreed. And she's been there since uh, August of 2021 and been paying the mortgage on the house. And she's been paying for the retirement home. And that's about a burn rate of about 10000 a month. Um, I don't know all of her finances. I, I, I ask her questions and she gets irritated. Uh, my brother's kind of handling that, but without a power of attorney or anything, um, I basically have to steal some of her mail and, and look at it, figure it out. And what I got down to is that in her family trust, all the money my dad left and her parents left her and everything, there's about $3,000 in cash left in that and about uh, maybe $30,000 um, in stocks. And I think about fifteen in a checking account. And that's it. Have you not called um, your brother and just said, what yeah. in the world do you do? How does that conversation go? Uh, it usually goes with, I'm working on it. Um, he wants to make sure the house is perfect before it sells. 
which it will never happen. That, that's one thing. I've asked, you know, what's going on with the finances. I'll get back to you. Uh, oh, there's a plan. I'll, I'll tell you, but I've never been told. How, how um, dude? I, I'm being honest. Like I've got, a, I've yeah. got a brother. He's a, he's got such, he's a person of such impeccable character. This wouldn't, this would never apply. But I would, I would be really close if I were you. To in fact, not really close. I would probably draft a letter from an attorney. Because a, yeah. something sounds fishy here. B. I don't care what plan your brother has. Your mother's about to lose everything. Yeah. Everything. It, 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 yeah. It's, 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 it's time to stop waiting for a plan. One of the problems here, and I'm sure it's something you've probably heard of, like she's come out and said in the past she likes him better she, as a person and everything else. Now, that aside, uh, she, every time I ask about something, oh, I trust him. I, I used to take her to the doctor, and I'd take her shopping. I don't even get that that anymore. So I'm so far out of the loop. Um, on this, because I think ultimately I'm the realist, and I'm the one who who has to. Um, I'm the one who tells her what she needs, and he's the one who does what she wants. And that's part of the problem why this house is sitting on the market for it's not even been on the market for two years. It hasn't even been on the market yet in two years. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, Do you think he has some lot. kind of vested interest where he's driving this wedge between you guys on purpose, and he stands to gain something? No, I think he's pretty much kind of like just a just a dum dumb and he has always had issues uh ocd type issues but also just uh he can't make a decision those sorts of things he's the older brother i'm the younger brother yeah but nobody's and, nobody's that dumb to where there's two hundred forty thousand dollars in an account and two years later at a burn rate of 10 grand a month there's three everybody knows this it, this train stops next month yeah and it, it actually when it stops it's going to park itself in his house so yeah there's nowhere else for her to go now she says she's going to get a camper and take her cat and well, drive around. No, of course she <laughs> says that that's not happening <laughs> of course of course but, so uh, here's the deal it sounds like t- there's two things one is there's the money aspect of it but yeah. i'm more interested in you are watching your mom a woman you love and who loved you slowly peel away and head in a direction that you don't believe is healthy. And I think what you've just played out for us, it's not healthy. And you're heartbroken. Yeah, there's, there's really, it, it's kind of the, one of the reasons I call it, it was kind of a precautionary tale for others who, you know, you think you have a plan. Her plan was to die. And I know that's a fact. She planned to die at that house and all this would be taken care of. Of course, of but, course. Um, and I think she's still think, counting on that now. Like, oh, it's not going to be a problem because I'll be dead and, it's going to go away. What if she lives another uh, I mean, decade? Well, yeah, she says she's going to live to be 100. And then on the other hand, you know. Well, do some quick math with her <laughs> and show her that she's out of money in a year. I'm more, I'm more worried that there's yeah. way more money in this trust and your brother's done something nefarious with it. He's either so, in, so, in, listen to this, the options here. He is so incredibly incompetent that his incompetence is so bad, his mother's going to end up homeless. Or he's had some financial incentive to keep you out of the books. Well, she refinanced this house 10 years ago. Now, she's been in it for 30, so she would have paid it off. Um, my dad had sold our old house when they moved out to this other place. So there's 300000 that was put into it, into a $500,000 house. Like, it would have been paid off. Somebody somewhere about 10 years ago got her to refinance. And about 10 years ago, my brother was $20,000 in debt and then suddenly bought a house. So sure. I'm, I'm 
kind of thinking that's where that money went, but nobody wants to tell me, and that's why she gets irritated, and he won't answer the questions, and I think they refinanced. She took the pull out the equity. Paid so for it, here's the deal, bro. House. Here's the deal, man. You can wipe your hands of this and grieve like bloody hell your mom. Yeah. And your relationship, and it shouldn't be this way. And you wish you were still one of her boys, and she has chosen the other one. She's told you, I choose him over you. And I cannot wrap my head around how devastating that would be if my mom did that. You know what? It's actually um, more than devastating, it, it's actually a relief. Okay. Because now I know, I, I know why things are happening the way they are. Okay. It, it might be a relief in the short term, but, but, yeah. but you're going to have to grieve that. Or the yeah. second thing is you get an attorney. And demand financial accounting. And, yeah. and, and, and quite honestly, you're gonna have to sue your brother probably. And if she made him the the heir of this stuff, it, your suit probably won't even matter. Yeah, he's the executor, but not the power of attorney. Who's the power of attorney? Nobody. She she still retains everything. Oh, okay. Well, this is bordering on elder financial abuse, and so that makes me think we need to get some third parties involved to look into this before we continue to destroy her life. Yeah. yeah. Those are the words I was looking for, because that's what I was thinking, but you've kind of... I mean, I'm no lawyer, but I would contact one immediately and just explain the situation. And here's what's hard. She might talk to an attorney and say, I have directed my oldest son to do every single thing I want. And when I run out of money, I'm going to move in with him. Or I'll move back yeah. into my magic home. Both of those are options on the table for her. Uh-huh. She said. So, the bottom line is, an 88-year-old woman should not have ten thousand dollars in expenses every single month. No, especially with a burn rate, with with which, a finish line coming up. Tells real me quick. her expenses aren't ten. That money is going somewhere, and it sounds like it's going partially to your brother. So, I'm sorry you're dealing with this, Mike. This is a, a tangled web of just broken relationships and financial abuse. And uh, I hope you find some resolution, even if it's not the one you're looking for. This is the Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Chris joins us in Seattle, Washington. Chris, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I had a question. I'm, I found Dave Layton live, so I'm following. I'm just now getting started with his baby steps, and I'm on baby step number two. Um, 
I got about 8,000 credit card and about 57 in personal loans. Um, I have a 401k loan aside those two and I'm trying everything in me says to go against what Dave says on the 401k loan. Um, because it's the interest I'm would receive back. Um, and I'm, it falls in between some of these loans as in the you know monetary value. So I'm curious if that should be paid off in that order, which is what I'm thinking against, which I'm guessing you guys will probably say to do because of the interest. I'm just curious on your guys's. I don't know. At what point did you think this is about the interest? Because it seems like there was a series of decisions made that has left you in a place where you're feeling stressed out and anxious, overwhelmed by a pile of debt. So I'm far less concerned yeah. about the interest and more concerned about how do we get Chris back to some financial foundation where he doesn't owe anyone anything. Right. So what what's the balance of the 401k loan? It started at six. It's about 5000 now. Okay. And what other debt do you have? You have the credit card, personal loans, 401k loan. And and that's and I have a deficiency balance from a vehicle. So I'll give a guess a little backstory. I found Dave a few months ago and I got on this thing. I stopped all 401k investment, which was really hard for me because of the, the match. Um, but you I took a loan against your 401k. Afford- right. So we can't <laughs> get too excited way, about yes. the free money when we just robbed ourselves of it. Right. And so I, I, turn, I got rid of a vehicle that was very expensive. You already um, did the voluntary repo? Small. It's yes. done? Okay, what's the deficiency yep. balance on that? 33 and some change. Whew. Good gosh. Man. Dude, was it an airplane car? What was it? It was a it was a brand new diesel truck. Okay. What are you driving now? Uh it's a little Isuzu car beater. Paid for? Um, worth about 1500, yeah. Good. Okay. Hey, hold on, hold on. How old are you, Chris? Real quick. George, then get back. How old are you, Chris? I'm 37. All right. I keep hearing some shame in your voice. Brother, let it let it ride. I'm freaking proud of you. Well, I'm shamed or I'm embarrassed because of the amount of money I do make. Yeah, and- hold on, hold on. Dude, we all learn. We all learn. And George and I talk to six-figure broke people all the time. And we talk to millionaire teachers all the time. So, dude, you are not dumb. You're not an idiot. You're clearly good at what you do professionally. You probably just did what everyone in your life told you to do, what the next right smart move was. So stop with the shame, right. man. I'm proud of you. You found, Listen, you've lived for this many years thinking this was the path, and you now have a new path. Cool. I'm going to hold my head up high. I'm going to take this new path. I'm not going to spend my time on this new path just beating myself up for being on the old path. We're on the new one now, man. We don't hit each other on this path. We just solve problems, okay? That's number one. Number two, here's the key that I want you to digest before you go any further on this plan because it's going to hold you up if you don't. The way you've done it for 37 years hasn't worked. Will you try something new? Right, yes. And that was sort of my thinking when I quit the 401k um, you know, investing, it was really hard for me because I'm like that money, all I could see was that money, but, um, but it hasn't worked. You know, right. Very, it's same with when you, when you approach George with the, with interest rate and that, that model hasn't worked. Not just right. for you, for most of America. doesn't work. doesn't work. 
And George has the keys right. to your freedom right here, but I want you to change your psychology. You're, you've, you're done right. You're on a new path. Sweet. We're so glad that you're in this cult with us. And the way you did it in the old way didn't work. Let's say we're going to do a new one. All in. Is that cool? Yep. All right. All right. What's your total monthly payments on all of this debt? Uh, it's about about 2000 Okay, now what's your income? It's it'll be 150 this year, but it's going to drop to 135 next year because they want us to have a more work-life balance, so they're cutting some overtime. Okay, well you can go pick up a side hustle and keep it at 150 or even <laughs> higher, right? Sounds like you just freed up some time that to is, work. That is with my that is with my side hustle. My base salary is 127 and then I about 10 11,000 on the side hustle. Great. Um, and I take a day for myself. Um, so I'm working about two days. I work, uh, Monday through, uh, Thursday in my engineering gig. And then Friday, I, um, Saturday I take for myself and then Sunday or okay. Friday, Saturday I work and then I take Sunday for myself. What's cool. your take home pay every month without investing? What's your take home pay going to be on average? It's going to be probably about seven. Okay. So your goal is to figure out how much gap and margin we can create between your expenses, which is going to be food, utility, shelter, transportation, and those debt payments. Everything else, we're going scorched earth for a while because making 150, how quickly can you pay off this $103,000 in debt? If you get really intense about it, how many years is it going to take? I estimated two and a half years. I'm saying two or less if you're following our plan. 18 months max. Okay. So now I, think about this. I guess I just haven't been able to see the numbers. Um, That's what I want you to see is the numbers. Life. See what your life looks like two years from now when you freed up $2,000 worth of payments and you have a fully funded emergency fund. You never have to turn to a lender again. You never have to feel the shame of one of these money mistakes again. You just get to walk in freedom, making hundred fifty grand with no payments. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. Nobody's going to demand payment from you at the end of the month. Are you a homeowner? I am. What's left on the mortgage? Three thirty. And you're living alone? Uh yes. Okay. I want you to start dreaming about what is what do you what does Chris look like ten years from now when he's got a paid for house, making hundred fifty, probably more, ten years from now, with no payments in the world, including no mortgage. Think about that. And then let's reverse engineer it to where we make decisions today that get us there. And one of those decisions right. is pausing investing. Another one of those decisions is screw the interest rate. I'm going to go smallest to largest because I make $150,000. So who freaking cares? These loans are going to get knocked out so quickly. And then you're going to be facing down the barrel, the, that car loan, the deficiency balance. And then we're on to the personal loan of 57000 And 24 months from now, you're going to call us back and do your debt-free scream. All right. That's it. That's your one goal. But we can't sit here and look at the interest rates and math anymore. We've got to focus on behavior change. Right. We can argue about math once you're debt-free. That'll be a, fun, a more fun time for us, at least, when we get to celebrate with you, too. So if you make it 150, your take, your, your, your gross is about twelve five. Where is the other 5500 bucks a month going that you only bring home seven? So my mortgage is right at 3000 with all the expenses. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, fuel. Uh, uh, so you're talking. You're, you're talking. Number, you have you have seven thousand left after you pay all your bills and everything. 
No, no, I take seven thousand home. So three, three thousand, anywhere from three to thirty-two hundred is uh, monthly expenses for the house. Uh, and then I have, you know, my phone bill, my sure other. But John's saying, hey, stuff. you're grossing twelve, you're taking home seven, five thousand can't be going to taxes every month. Well, a lot of it was going into four hundred one k. So that's going to. But stop. you freed up that and money like now said, that you paused. So, so you, you might be taking home about eight nine. or nine grand. Yeah, it'll be about eight and a half or nine. Right, and so next year it's going to drop to my base salary drop down to one twenty seven, and then I'll have about ten thousand um, take home or not take home, but in other side hustles. Okay, cool. So we're, we're still going. We're still working with nine, and you have two thousand off okay. the top that you have to pay. So now you're done to seven, and then you got three thousand so, bucks. So actually, I take that back. I pay three thousand amongst all those all those loans and stuff. Okay, three thousand what I paid. Sweet. Yeah. We're going to start knocking them out, smallest to largest. I'm going to help you out with that, Chris. Hang on the line. We're going to send you every dollar premium. You're going to make a list. Income minus expenses need to equal zero. You give every dollar a job, create as much margin as you can to throw at that smallest debt, and you're going to feel the momentum in no time, man. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. You can call us at 888-825-5225. John is with us in Boston, Massachusetts. John, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Doing good. Great. What's up? So, basically, uh, I'm 37, married. Uh, I got three kids. One of our two reliable vehicles has started acting up. So I started looking at replacing it. <laughs> does that make it? You know, does that make it the unreliable one? Uh, I mean, that's hard to say. It's like, it's only five year old vehicle, right? It it should not be in this situation, but it is. Uh, it's a truck, and my transmission is essentially blown. Oh, um, so I can limp around town in it. But we're talking like a seven thousand dollar repair. Um, right now, I owe eleven thousand on the truck. It's worth about thirty. So like the numbers make sense to repair it, but. It's also a five-year-old truck with 100,000 miles on it. With this being a fairly significant repair, I started looking at buying, like, a new car, right? And that's, like, what should I spend financially? That's how I got, you know, to your site and started, you know, consuming this content. But now I'm, like, this doesn't seem like borrowing 50 grand makes sense right now. So you no. thought the solution was, let me borrow more track. money to get out of this pickle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, We've all been there. The good thing is, at least the truck is not upside down, right? Like that is have equity in it. Now you're saying it's worth thirty k if you fix the transmission. So I mean, I've kind of like been slipping around to different dealerships, and I feel like I can get away with trading. Don't it be that guy. Assets. Don't be that guy. Because a single mom's getting okay. up in that car. Don't do that. Be a person of integrity, dude. Not for a depreciating asset. Fair enough. It just sucks. It How just much is money do you have? Like, what do you mean in my bank account? Yeah. 260k in my savings account. What? 
<laughs> You're my yeah, hero, so dude. Like, uh, what are you what doing? Definitely mismanaging finances for sure. No doubt about that. What how other much, debt do you have? How much debt do you have? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, my wife has a minivan. We owe about 15K on that. 15 and then or 15? We have 15? a mortgage with 15. Okay. So, total car is 26K. And beyond that, we have nothing. We have a mortgage that we pay. Uh, we owe 304000 No credit cards, home. no student loans or anything? Uh, no, we do use our credit card for like all of our expenses, but we haven't paid interest ever. So, What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm like a people manager at a pharmaceutical company. Ah, okay, cool. What's the household income? Uh, like 265 in that range. Okay. Base, base. So. Well, the solution here is simple. If you want to keep the truck, let's just fix the transmission and drive it, but we're also paying off these car loans today. Okay. I mean, that's sort of what I had heard from, like, now I'm taking in the content is, like, pay these off. Yeah. The only thing I was wondering is since there's such a low percentage rate. I was waiting for that. Cool. I was like, I bet this guy's got a low interest rate. He's making 5% <laughs> of his savings account, and he's like, bro, I'm making the spread. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the science, right? Like, that's the math in it. I learned it in a Harvard bar. You know what else math tells us to do? <laughs> Stay out of What's debt. Because when we have payments yeah. going out, it lowers our money that we get to keep. And it also causes us okay. to buy things that we otherwise wouldn't have purchased. We would have sp spent less money if we had used our own money. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, I'm feeling that right now, especially when I'm like looking at interest rates and talking about taking this cash out of my savings. Yeah, it's just like, it's I just not worth the spread. BMW to a, a beater, you know. You're too smart. You're too successful, and you have too much money to be playing the spread game. And one right. thing you've never experienced, and here's here's this my it's a cool you can do an experiment on either side of the equation here. Okay, I want you to pay both these cars off today, and I want you to drive around and tell somebody I'll give you fifty five hundred dollars in cash at a reputable place and see if they'll fix your transmission, right? Because you've got cash, and then I want you to sleep yep. for a week, and then if your stress doesn't relieve a little bit if you're not a little bit more fun to be around or you have a little bit more joy in your home then you can go back out and take a loan out on these cars and tell him john deloney said you could yes now does taking a loan make sense like I no it would be the stupidest in thing in the world it is rhetorical most people undervalue the cost of what i would call a soul tax because there's a part of your brain that always scanning the environment 24-7, 365, trying to make sure we're safe. And if you owe somebody else money, it knows one, one little glip in the matrix, one report from one of your employees that you did X, Y, or Z, and it's just easier to let you go. And it knows we lose the cars. And we probably lose the house. And that little part of your brain never shuts off. And it would be failing if it let you sleep all night. Because you're not yeah. secure. And so most people are like, dude, I'm making 6% in a high-yield savings account. My interest rate's 4%, so I'm actually keeping the 2%. I'll pay that 2% for my sleep tax any day of the freaking week. You throw a mortgage on top of that, and they can't take your home away? Now it's game on. See what I'm saying? Okay. So if we ignore the truck problem, right, and we just fix it and move on with our life, what are we what should I be doing differently? Because like we maxed our 401k out for the year. Awesome. Can't contribute anymore. Dude, if I'm, right, so, so I'm that's 265 is everything to your name? 
Uh, no, there's more money. You have an emergency fund? Right? We both have. Mm, yes. Okay. Yes. So anything beyond your emergency fund, I'm throwing at the house. Let's pay these car loans off. I know it sounds crazy because let me guess, you got a low interest rate on that mortgage. Yeah, I hey. for sure do. And I made <laughs> this money in real estate. And so like that is why I'm keeping, that's why I enjoy having the cash. Like if something comes out, I can jump on it. I would pay off your primary and home and then start dealing okay. with investment property with cash. I tell you yep. that a, John would do the same, I would do the same, Dave Ramsey has done the same, and he's amassed quite the real estate portfolio in cash. Yeah. And so that's... You're paying off your first loan first and then going... Exactly. For cash real estate. So you're not over leveraged with so much risk, you got a mortgage hanging over your head with your family, and then you're also hoping to make the spread on, on this investment property. It's simply too much risk. And you're going to get there in no time. Making two sixty five without a mortgage there. payment, Simple. you're going to be buying real estate like no one's business in a few years. But right now, we, we can yeah. clean up this mess real quick, man. Tell your, I think the unfortunate thing is we have not been budgeting. Like We just kind of started and realized we were blowing like 20 grand a month. There you go. That's the power of a budget. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're going to get such yeah. a raise when you start doing a budget. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen the, the change in one month, really. We like shaved... All right, here's the deal. We're going to hook you up. We're going to hook you up. We're going to give you every dollar, the best um, app on the planet for budgeting, for planning, for paying off debt. You and your wife can dream together. Here's how quick it's going to take us to buy another rental property, to buy this duplex we want to buy. We can begin to put all this stuff in there, and we're going to give it to you. It links up to your bank, so you and your wife talk about what we're buying, what we're what, like our budget that we create together. You both entered in there together. And it attaches to your bank, so you know in real time what we're buying. So we're going to hook you up, stay on the line here, and we'll get you taken care of with every dollar, the greatest budgeting app on planet. I like John. I like him a lot. And I like guys from Boston, because that's where I'm from, but well, I'm here's rooting I for love. John. It's the second call we've had this hour where somebody's like, hey, uh, what I'm doing not working, and I make too much money to be this broke. Or I make too much money, I have too much money in the, in the bank account, and I don't have this one thing. I got $200,000 in the bank, and I can't pull the trigger on a $7,000 car repair. And that tells me the person has money, the person's got intelligence. These the are smart wise, people. They don't have peace. Yeah. Right? And, and that's, they don't have peace. that's worth something. That means it may be worth paying off the, the lower interest rate first, even though it doesn't make mathematical sense. Because it means I'll actually get out of debt this time. And the question I think we always have to ask ourselves is, what secure, wh- why do we earn money? What do, what do we amass after we pay for our basics? What does it give us? Does it give us opportunity? Maybe. Does it give us this false sense of security? Maybe. Does it give us opportunity to go on vacations? Yeah. But if it's not giving you, then you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Because if you, if you solve for peace, then nobody cares what you drive and nobody cares what you're wearing. And, and the spread cares. on the interest doesn't matter as doesn't much anymore. matter, right? Yeah. It's just about solving for peace. Beautiful reminder. Well, hey, you guys can go check out Every Dollar as well. This is the way to actually pay attention to where your money's going, to stop overspending, to save more. And uh, we've got a lot of new features in there that are great. So go check it out. You can download it. It's a free app for iOS and Android. Go to everydollar.com and get started today. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to my co-host, Dr. John Deloney, all the guys in the booth keeping the show afloat, and you, America. We'll be back before you know it.
from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm Ramsey personality George Camel, joined by my esteemed colleague, Dr. John Deloney. That's with two PhDs, in case you're wondering how to spell that. And uh, we are here to help you take the right next step with your relationships, with your money, with your mental health, all of it right here on The Ramsey Show, and it's totally free. 888-825-5225. Abe joins us first in New York City. Abe, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Uh, so I started a new job last month, and I went out and got myself a brand new Tesla. Oof. <laughs> I'm assuming not with cash? Um, not with cash, but I could. Oh. All right. The plot thickens. Well, George has one, and I want one, so... Why don't you just go pay it off? We'll all have, all three of us will high five. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, well, so my company is giving me on top of my salary and everything else a thousand dollars flat each month for car expenses. So I was paying I, my my commute is around an hour and a half each way, and I was driving my two thousand and four Honda Accord completely paid off, uh, but I was consuming about six hundred dollars in gas each month. Um, and so I figured payments on a new Tesla for 680 versus gas for 600, you know. Pay it um, off, pay it off, just pay it off. Yeah. <laughs> just pay it off, dude. Um, alrighty. I'm trying to save the money that I have for a down payment on a house. Um, and between me and my wife, we're going to come away with around $290,000 next uh, year. Where is that from? Um, my job, uh, I make about 200 plus. Uh, 20% bonus at the end of the year, plus uh, the 12000 for a car, and my wife's a teacher making in about 27000 Okay, so what's your total household income going to be, you think? Close to three hundred? Two ninety. Okay. Yeah. So that's your total household income. What are you taking home from that? Um, 10000 on my part, two and a half on her part. Wow. Is that all in taxes? Where's all that money going? Yeah, taxes. Uh, right now, I don't have my four. I'm... I'm too new for a 401k here, um, and pretty much all taxes. Goodness gracious. I mean, you're talking just 50% gone. Yeah. You should move to Tennessee. No state income tax. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this Tesla. So how much money do you have in the bank? Um, in my checking savings, the stuff that's liquid I could get to any minute, I have about six. Um, I've got 10 in a 401k. I've got 25 in some investment accounts that my grandfather manages that I'm not touching until he dies. And I have about 180 in, uh, index funds that I manage. Wow. Okay. So you love investing. That's good. Yeah. And how old are you? I'm 27. Wow. And what other debt do you have? Nothing. Just this one Tesla? Yep. How much? Um, I put nothing down, so financed about forty, um, and it's going to come out to like eight thousand dollars in uh, interest and fees by the end of the loan in six years. But if I put the full thousand down, which I plan to do each month, I'll have it paid off in just under four years. What if you just paid it off tomorrow? Ta-da! Um, yeah, I could do that, and then the thousand just goes right back into the account. At this point, the investments have about leveled out to where I was about a year ago, so it's no loss either way. Um, yeah, I would cash out on the forty k worth of index funds and be done with it. And be, as you said, there's pretty much no gains there. Right. And by the way, I would also take the rest of that out, and I would create an emergency fund. You make too much money to be this broke. 
Right. So in essence, I have it there as an emergency fund. If I need it, I'll pull it out. But no, I, but, but it goes down. Because you know what exist. happens, Abe? Because you're smart enough to know this. When the market's down, it's going to hurt to pull money out when, oh, crap, the HVAC hit as soon as the market took a downturn, and now I can't sell because I'm at a loss. And you're going to have too much emotional pain to get rid of it. Versus it being liquid in a savings account making 4% interest, you'll be okay. Right, so John's right. I would, it, 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 I'd probably cash it, out 80 of that 180 and use 40 on the card, okay. put 40 in an emergency fund and a high-yield savings account, and just be done with it all. And what you're, here's what you're solving okay. for that you've probably never solved for before. You do a lot of calculations in your head, and you run a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. And I don't say this pejoratively, dude. I say this like out of high respect for you. Also, you're 27, and you've never been smashed in the mouth economically. Yeah. I, I have. And that day will come again. It's a cycle. It runs. It will come again. And you make too much money to only have $6,000 liquid to your name that you can get your hands on at a moment's notice. That's, right. It's, so it's, it's, only, it's, it's only because I'm between jobs. Like the, this past month has been restocking on the money that I was missing between jobs. That's the only reason it's so low. But my wife and I, we do a, a $0 budget and we have about $3,000 this month that we have no idea what to do with, you know? Cool. Put it in an emergency fund. Well, and, you'll, you'll restock right. all the money you were investing and whatever your next your down payment goal. You're going to free that up with freeing up this car payment, number one, and having money in the bank already. Then all the rest of the right. money can go towards investing, saving the down payment, and you can choose your own adventure with how aggressive you want to get with the down payment versus investing. Right. Oh, we're we're going to pay a well, we're going to pay a tiny percentage in soul tax, which is I get to sleep knowing I have cash that I can get to and get out of here if I need to. Or I can fix something if I need to. I got a car that's 1,000% mine. Nobody owes. Because here's the deal. You're working in like this 20% this twenty bonus. I've got some friends who work on a, they get paid at the bottom deal and it has been very lucrative. And they've gone through a couple of years where it has been a nightmare. True. Just because the business decides to invest instead of doing X or they're moving this around or we're going to recoup this over here. It just gets messy, and so I want to. I would love you to have a pile of cash that you can sleep on, and a car that's yours, and then you buy a house with cash. You'll just make too much money. It's going to be dope, dude. You're going to be set yourself up, but you're going to be doing this in a healthy way, not a what about this? What about this? Move this over here. Oh gosh, this is down, and so on and so forth. Cool. Oh, but Thank but you. we both love Teslas, so good for you. Yeah, out of uh, curiosity, Abe, which one did you get? Was it a Model Three Long Range? No, no, I got the base Model 3. I was not spending any more money on any of the non-necessary stuff. I just needed a car that could drive me to and from work, and that's it, you know? Wow, that costs forty grand. Yeah. New York, dude. That's the New York tax, yep. I guess. Wow. <laughs> well, enjoy well, it, man. You you make enough money. $500 federal tax credit, so that's... Oh, why the I tax like, credits, okay, John. Oh, yeah. That every wealthy people I've well, interviewed, they all went, man, it's the, the tax credits. I got credits. rich on tax credits and, and airplane miles. We'll push this over the edge. <laughs> That's how I got rich. Hey, um, here's the deal. If you, uh, When the time comes in, it sounds like it's getting there very quickly. Um, go to RamseySolutions.com and look up um, real estate agents. Okay? And when you move to Tennessee or Texas or wherever you're going to move to that doesn't have a state income tax, you're going to get out of that madness. You get to keep 80 or 90% of your check instead of 50. Then um, you'll get to change your fortune forever. Woo-hoo. Reach out. But Abe, I'm proud of you, man. You're crushing it at 27. Great job. And we want you to be unbelievably wealthy and have no traps and distractions along the way. And that means no car loans, no credit cards, no student loans, no personal loans. 
and uh, you're going to be a homeowner soon, and you're going to pay off a mortgage real quick if you just stay focused on one thing at a time and don't let lifestyle creep into your life where you have $150,000 in expenses every year because you can. Live on less than you make, man. That is the key to building wealth. This is The Ramsey Show. Do you listen to The Ramsey Show for motivation? You want to know what's even more motivating? Attending a Ramsey event, the ultimate motivational experience that's fully focused on helping you eliminate money stress. Join us for the Total Money Makeover Weekend on May 10th and 11th in Nashville and leave money stress at the door for good. Podcast listeners use the code 50OFF to save $50 on standard level tickets. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Let's get to the phone. Zach joins us up next in Tallahassee. Zach, what's going on? Hey, how are you guys? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I have hopefully not a stupid question. Um, no stupid questions, I'm only stupid say- answers, and they come from John. <laughs> oh, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, I'm 26, and I, I currently work as a, a music teacher at Teach Band in elementary music. My fiance is a general manager at a restaurant. And so I, uh, I'm looking at the Florida retirement system, and I, I'd love to, I'm grateful for the perk, but when I'm looking at it long term, it's just peanuts. And financially right now, I feel stuck and a bit clueless, and maybe it's from my own age and inexperience. I really don't know what to do because I'm looking at my bank account and after watching the Dave Ramsey show and hearing what all the people are making at my age and what I'm doing right now, I, I love what I'm doing. I just, I feel stuck. How old are you? I'm worried that I'm 26. All right. Um, I have this, I have an experience. So I was 21 and it was my first high school teaching job at a giant public school and I was a coach and I loved every second of that job, every second of it. I like my colleagues. I like my my fellow coaches. I like the athletes. I love my students. I loved all of it. And I'll never forget after my first year of teaching, going into my second, they handed me a spreadsheet or like a piece of paper, but it had it. It was it was basically a spreadsheet. They'd print it out like a table, and I could just find out what age and how much money I'd be making. And I remember thinking, yeah, and uh, that's oh, the salary schedule. And I'm I, I am aware of that. No, it's but I, just, I but I remember uh, I remember looking at that and thinking. Oh, I'm out. Like, oh, I, yeah. I remember thinking, I want there to be some variability. I want the opportunity to go earn. Like, I want to be able to, to win, and not just on the f- sporting field, but I want to be able to go do good in the world and help people solve problems and and also uh, make a good income I can provide for my family. So I've been exactly where you are. Where I'm looking around going, well, where's, where's all this... Where's all this economic security, right? And you're doing a really, really, really hard job. Hard job. Yeah, I just I, I'm very passionate about uh, teaching band. The one thing that I know and love. Yeah, you're yeah, real life you. school of rock right now, and I'm I'm just I'm jealous a little bit. George is still stuck in the ta ta t t ta, so he'll get there. He'll get there. Well, from yeah, two yeah, musicians, yeah. we're thankful for uh, teachers like you who are out there inspiring the next generation. Lord knows I'm trying my best, <laughs> and I love it. But man, like it's okay. I'm grateful for it, but it's it's peanuts. Well, let's talk about what this future could look like. So what's your current salary? I make 42 and a half a year. 
Okay, and what? And you're you're not married. You have a fiance. Any plans to get yeah. married, or is it still? We're getting married in June. Exciting. Okay. Do you know what your household income would be by then? Combined income, we're roughly looking at between the both of us. We're roughly looking at ninety. Awesome. Okay, so that's uh, the Dude, near future. You know, a dual income makes a huge difference as far as building wealth. Yeah. And what are your retirement options right now? What's it look like? Is it mandatory? I'm, I'm, I'm at the FRS. Um, it's something I can't withdraw without penalty until I'm 65. Right now, they take about $127 out of my paycheck a month, and that's and this is my third year of teaching, and I'm currently standing at roughly 9,000, but I can't touch it until. I retire at 65. But it's when you're 65, and they'll probably move it to 70 by the time you get there, but are, are they going to average your top three years, and that's going to pay you a percentage of that? It's just going to keep growing, and then whatever it's at, I just withdraw. From so what it's I a, is it essentially like a 401k, or is it more like a pension? I think that's what John's getting at. Oh, I'm sorry. My, again, I'm inexperienced, and I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, My teacher <laughs> retirement when I was in the state, and I've been at the state as a university professor and as a public school teacher it was they take your three highest years or five highest years, average that together, and then I get a percentage of that, like seventy percent of that it's number. A pension. Okay, okay, all right. So it's it's very similar yeah. to that. Yeah. So you do have other options. One of those options is a Roth IRA, and I would encourage you to start that today. And so Roth the way Roth IRA. Yeah, write that down, and we've got tons of resources on our site, and we have a. There's a program called SmartVestor, and you can connect with investment pros all over the country through our website at RamseySolutions.com that can help with this to walk you through it. But this is essentially a retirement plan that's not connected to your employer, and you have full control on what to invest in there. And I've got a whole YouTube okay. video on investing for beginners that I encourage you to go watch on my YouTube channel. And uh, the simple strategy I lay out is match beats Roth beats traditional. So if you have a match through your employer, let's start there. Then we're going to move to all the Roth options. For you, that may just be the Roth IRA for now, and you can max that out. And then you can move to the traditional side. And then how do you feel about a 403B? Yeah, those are great. I mean, that's essentially like the 401K for you, and I like that because you have more control uh, versus this pension. And so are you debt-free right now? Is that something you would run? I'm sorry? Are you debt-free? I have 9,000 in student loans, and that's it. Okay. Well, I would be tackling the debt aggressively so that we can get back to investing. Because right now, there's a certain uh, process that I want you to follow. It's called the Ramsey Baby Steps, where you attack all the consumer debt first, meaning we're going to use our savings. Do you have any money in the bank to throw at this student loan debt? So uh, I have about 1200 in my bank account after paying bills. Uh, and then uh, the only other thing that I own that's of value is I have an instrument worth about 8000 and my car is paid off with no debt, and that's worth about thirty. Wow. I'm curious about this instrument. What is it? It's a tuba. Is it a sentimental tuba? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, half of me wants to say yes. Okay. I'm just wondering, that looks a whole lot like debt freedom, Yeah, dude. getting rid of that tuba that's probably collecting dust, because I'm guessing if it's $8,000, you don't want to use it much. No, I use it. Uh, it's for my side hustles. So because to supplement my income, I work. Uh, I don't. I don't take days off. Uh, I haven't had a day off in a long time. I work at a butcher shop, and then I use that instrument to teach lessons, which pays me forty an hour. And at the butcher shop, I take home. Uh, it's under the table, probably around a uh, hundred dollars every time I show up. What is a what's a used tuba cost these days? 
So, like, if you're looking, so they come in beginner models, professional, and intermediate. What's good enough to do your models gig? Range. Uh, typically, you'll see professional grade tubas that range from five grand all the way up to thirty. But what about used? Could you go used? Uh, yeah, I mean, my tuba is used, and it's worth right now at around eight thousand. I'm just wondering, can we offload the tuba, get out of debt, and then cash flow the next one to keep the side hustle going? It's just an option. It's just one option to get you out of debt faster so that you can get to investing, which is something that you want to do. But when you think about this, you can go crunch the numbers on our investment calculator at RamseySolutions.com. From 26 to 66, you have 40 years to invest. And so that gives me a lot of uh, hope and confidence that you're going to retire a millionaire. And that's not uh, withstanding your fiance's income as you guys get married and combine finances. And you guys will both be making a, a great income over the years, knocking it up to six figures. And you're going to increase investing at that point as well. As your income goes up, yeah. that 15% gets bigger and bigger. And also, now, call me silly. Would it be worth considering? Because I've actually had more thoughts on selling off the car than I have my own instrument. That sounds stupid. No, I mean, $30,000 is a lot of money um, based on what you probably bring home in salary. So I wouldn't have any problem if you sold a $30,000 car and bought a $15,000 car and took that fifteen grand and paid off your debt. That's a great move, I think. Very wise. Okay. Um, here's the other thing. Uh, oh. Any advice on selling custom vehicles? <laughs> custom? How custom are we talking? Yeah, it's a... Did you build this thing a, in the garage? Tony Dodge Challenger, and I've modified it to all hell. Is, um, did you, you didn't get it lowered too fast, too furious Tokyo Drift, did you? Custom rims, custom speakers, oh, custom gosh. engine parts, all the works and everything. But I have no payments on it. I bought the thing in full. It was from the whole GameStop escapade, and I on an impulse that I regret. I sold, I mean, I made a lot of money off the game. I spent it all on that stupid car, and I love the thing. But Does it go God, like this? Does it get like That's a pretty real, good impression. <laughs> Dave Ramsey would call yeah, that. Only uh, when you wind it up. Dave would call that your stupid tax. That's what you get. Yeah, only when you wind it up, it makes that sound. Oh, oh boy. gosh. Yeah, I know it starts. You have to pull a rope to start it. Good job, dude. There's, there, You know what? Just like NFTs and crypto, there's always another sucker that might buy it. So I'd go ahead and post <laughs> it and uh, hope for the best, my friend. But. I have faith you'll be out of debt soon. You'll retire a Baby Steps millionaire. You just got to follow the proven plan, my friend. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. I know you work hard for your money, and the key to keeping more of it in your pocket is by making a plan for your spending with a budget. And every dollar is the budgeting app that I use personally because it's perfect for looking every dollar you make in its little president face and telling it exactly where you want it to go. Just like you told that guy in traffic exactly where you wanted him to go. And even better, every dollar walks you through the entire budgeting journey so you always know your next right step. Download every dollar for free in the App Store or Google Play today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Let me tell you right now, if you like this show, please help us out. Consider subscribing, leaving a review, sharing it with a friend. All of that matters. We don't have a big, giant marketing budget. We're not, you know sponsoring uh, stadiums. We're just out here doing our best to help people, and you guys are the marketing. You just telling people how this show has impacted you, uh, how it's changed your life, the entertainment value you get from it when John is on, all of that matters. So continue to do that. It would mean the world to us. Brittany joins us up next in Sacramento. Brittany, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for taking my call. I met you both at the Smart Conference in April, and it was amazing. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so calling about 
I got into a very small accident in September. It's just like front bumper damage and I hurt my left arm, but it's not a huge deal. The insurance agent just called me on Saturday and started offering, you know, here's some money that we're going to give you for pain and suffering, but also we're going to give you money for medical. When she found out that my two children were in the car with me, she started saying, oh, well, were they injured? And I said, no, they were on the opposite side of the vehicle. You know, they're okay. And she said, well, we want to give them something too. So she said, normally they start out at like $500 per kid, but because we've waited eight weeks to even hear from this insurance company, she's like, I'm going to give you the max, which is 2,500 per child. And they're 14 and 11, my son and my daughter, um, and we have five kids and we're on baby step two. So when the lady was like, you can use this money for them or you can use this money for you guys, it's really up to your discretion. And I thought, oh, well, I don't know what we should do. So I thought about calling you guys because I follow you. We do every dollar. We're, we've done FPU and we're um, working hard on baby step two, but we have a kind of a long way to go another couple of years. So we just weren't sure, should I be putting the $2,500 per kid into an account for them when they're older or if because, you know, they don't care, honestly, about the accident. They were like, they looked up from their phone and they're like, what just happened? Oh, nothing. And they weren't affected, so to speak. I mean, I'm just trying to find out what's ethically right and what I should do to really just. I think you should call an agent back and ask for a million (laughs) dollars. Yeah, that would be nice. That's the strangest insurance call. I, I mean, I've had yeah. people with like cancer, broken legs, and the insurance yep. is like, nope, 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 nope. And they're Me trying too. to find ways to give you money. Previous. Yeah, and this one is the first nicest insurance agent I've ever worked with in my life. I'm not wow. kidding. And she's very helpful, and she was just like, I'm so, so sorry, and I can't believe how this has affected you and your family and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is the nicest insurance agent I've ever talked to. Wow. So, Did you have to sign something that says no matter what, you'll never come back and ask for anything more as long as you live? Nope. Nope. They get they sent me emails for both children saying if they have any growing pains or in, insurance problems later, that they can come back until they're 20 years old and sue them for any money they'd like. Oh, my goodness. Dude, I, you just gave me hope. I was just telling George during the break, like, I think we're all doomed. And you just turned it around yeah. with one call. <laughs> I know it's absolutely crazy, but wow. it was like I said, one it's of like the a best unicorn phone calls I've ever Okay, so yeah, your your are. question really is about morally, what do I do with this money? Technically, it was for the kids, but we have debt to pay off. Yeah, so twenty five hundred a piece. I mean, that's five thousand dollars. That's a huge amount, and like we've been working really hard. I'm a nurse. I work night shift, which my husband hates, but we're like, until we get out of babysitting, too, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to stay on night. For the next two, three years, and, you know, it's an extra $30,000 a year to stay on night shift. Ah. And um, the kids, you know, we work working hard, but we, like, saved up um, cash in August, and I worked four extra shifts so I could bring home $2,500 to pay for our daughter's braces outright so we wouldn't get another payment. You know, so we're trying really hard to make sure we don't go into any more debt, but we're taking care of things for the kids and stuff like that. So it's Good. like, I'm not saying we should use the money at all. I'm just saying I don't know what the right thing is because with compound interest, what is 2500 for Jackson when he's, you know, 18 versus 14 or for when he's 25? I don't know. We have, like I said, we have five kids. We have two about to go to college right now. So we're like, oh, what are I we Life is expensive. I think the greatest gift you can give your kids, and George, tell me if I'm wrong. I think the greatest gift you can give your kids is a mom and dad that can breathe. And a mom and dad that um, have peace so they can deal with the regular crap that's the rest of our life. And a mom that finally gets to stop working the night shift because she's she's just worked her butt off trying to get this stuff t- taken care of. And so I'd throw that money on your dad and just use it as money from above and just stop somebody in a conversation in the future if they ever badmouth an insurance agent and say, no, I met a good one once. She's amazing. 
she was good. And in addition to the money for the kids, she's also saying that they're double checking if they can make it more, but they're trying to offer me like seven to 10,000 just for the fact that I missed the night of work and I'm like doing doctor. Yeah. Work. So that's an addition to the medical cost. I think John's like, spot wow. on here, Brittany. So what's your total <laughs> debt load? What's left? Ah, 289,000, not including our house. Whoa. Is that <laughs> a lot of student loans? <laughs> That is everything except cars. We have no car payments. We paid off our cars during COVID, uh, and we've been working. We have two timeshares that I'm in the process of getting out of. We have student loans. We have credit cards. We have a personal loan, and we have a solar loan on our house. Oh, boy. So, and our house, we, this is something my husband and I have talked about many times, but our house is worth $1.5 million. We're in California and we could sell and pay off everything, but I kept telling him that's an easy fix. I don't want to, you know, not feel this. I want to make sure that we're doing hard work, you know, following all the steps and try to make sure we're doing the best we can. What's your household income? This is 260000 Oh, wonderful. What does he do for a yeah. living? He installs water heaters. What do you do? I'm a night shift nurse. I work in the ICU and the emergency department. So did you go get your doctor or something? Uh, I have a master's, but I paid my master's in cash, actually. Uh, so the student loan that's left, I think it's about 80000 in student loans. That's um, all from my bachelor's degree because I was went through a really bad divorce in, like, 2014. And so I, we're a blended family now. And, like, so we have a really good, you know, income. But we have our solar loan is 60000 So a lot of that is student loans, solar, and then the rest is all jumbled of credit cards and personal loans and all that. Okay. okay. So the good news is you have a great income. I'm going to... Yes. Go through the baby steps one by one, smallest to largest, start knocking these out. I'm making 260. If you keep this up, how quickly do you guys plan on paying off this 289 in debt? Um, we calculated probably about 24 months. And that the is only amazing. reason I say, yeah, I think 24 months because of, you know, in costs that have been incurred. I swear every month something happens right now. We've had car repairs. We've had my brother ended up going into the hospital and I had to help him. Like there's just like all these little things that have happened where we just a thousand dollars here and a thousand dollars here, which we've all cash flowed now. So we started the plan again since I've um, uh, been with you guys in April at the smart conference. So starting in July, we just have tackled and I've made, I don't even, I think we've paid off already. Let's see debt payoff. We've already paid off 24,000. Awesome. Awesome. Will you make me a promise? Yes. That you will not borrow money for your kids to go to college when they leave next year. Oh, absolutely not. We have debt-free degree. We have, they have scholarships. We already have six colleges that have accepted my daughter with scholarship offers. We are not doing any debt. Absolutely. Awesome. 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 We are on board with that. Mom of the year right there. Thank you so much for the call, Brittany. Wow. Woo. That's a lot of debt, John. With yes. a great income, but even in California, that income can disappear very quickly. So we say don't do this a lot, George, but part of me thinks... If you're sitting on $1.5 million and you got the message and you've learned it, I get the, I want to feel it and we need to do behavior yeah, change and all rare, that. Yeah, that's rare that you get a Brittany who's like, no, I want to change my behavior. I don't want this shortcut to get out of debt. But almost it feels like I want to be flogged for this for this as we go instead of, no, we're going to, we got two kids leaving for school. We're going to downsize a little bit. Yeah. We're going to go from a $1.5 to a $1 million house. We pay everything off. It's pretty wild. I might consider 1. that. 1.5 to 1.2 clears the debt completely tomorrow. Wipes it out. Uh, so that is something I would consider, especially as the kids head off to college. I like that game plan. And when somebody tells me, hey, I went through a traumatic divorce, I had undergrad stuff, I've got this, and we, gosh, we've just done dumb after dumb and never again, I don't know, part of me says, man, if y'all can come together and sell that house, that'd be cool. Well, what's amazing is when you think about the fact that people as they enter their adult life start accumulating debt, 
this might be the first time in her life they become debt-free with no payments in the world in their adult life. No question. And I think people, they don't really take time to grapple with what that would feel like mentally, emotionally, physically on their bodies to owe no one anything for the first time in their adult life because they're so used to it. Right. Or they take out a $60,000 solar loan, which I'm a huge fan of. I'm going to get solar in my place. But... So they don't have to pay a $300 a month bill, right? Oh, yeah. We can justify uh, it all day long with math. Right. And that's when the train goes off the tracks at Justification Station. Every time, John. Did you just rhyme? Uh, I'll call it rhyme. That was painful. I'm no Eminem, but I get the job done. No, you're you're not. You're a Skittle. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from Matthew 6, 20 and 21. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Paul Stanley, from one of John's favorite bands, Kiss, there it is, said this, Charity is not an option, it is an obligation. That was not on my bingo card. And I quote, I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. We should have chosen that quote. I think it's just as powerful. Disagree. Okay. Fair enough. Well, let's get to the phones. Joanne awaits in Jacksonville. Joanne, what's what's going on with you? Hi, um, John and George. I just want to thank you guys for taking my call today. Sure. How can we help? So, yeah, so essentially we're I'm wanting your thoughts on whether or not we should sell our property um, our situation is my husband is active duty military. He's been um, military for 22 years. And um, pretty much 22 years ago, his parents helped him to buy a home, a piece of property. Um, and we've since paid it off. So we own it um, free and clear. We're also completely out of debt. We have been for, um, gosh, probably almost 10 years now. Wow. Um, but we're wondering if we should sell it to buy another home or if we should just buy another home where we are. Um, we think we'll be here in this location for another five or six years. Um, and we do have $100,000 saved up as a down payment, and we're, we've paused um, retirement to stack up more cash for you know, all the fees and things. Um, we do rent our property. Um, it's in Washington State. We rent it, and uh, we get about, after paying the property manager, we get about 1300 a month. Um, from that, and our, I reached out to our property manager and asked her um, what it would be worth if we were to sell it. Um, my husband initially bought it for, I think, 64000 and she said it's worth over $500,000 now. Wow. That's amazing. Okay, so let's yeah. say you sell it, and you get 500000 plus your 100000 You want to pay cash for a, a spot in Jacksonville for 600000 well, see, that's the problem. We've never lived there, so we'd have to pay capital gains plus all the other. I think it would increase our tax bracket by having all that earned income. It so definitely I think would. We'd lose, so we'd lose 20% out the gate, right, with capital gains. And then how much more would we have to pay in, in taxes? I don't know, but... George, you're the smart one here, but I thought if you roll it immediately into another property, you don't pay capital gains. With a 1031 exchange? Right. Well, this would be... That would be investment property, but you're wanting a primary home? Right, but it has never been our primary home. So from what I understand, the law is you have to have lived in it for the last two years. Uh, 
And they do bend the rules a little for the military. Yeah, to avoid up to $500,000 of gain. Yeah. Yeah, so you would have to pay the capital gains on that. Yeah, I don't think we could get out of that. And it would be that 20% tax rate, according to my estimations. Yeah. Yeah. But let's also say this. So the house is appreciated a significant amount. So if yeah. they had called and they had the manager had told you, hey, it's worth four hundred thousand or four hundred twenty-five thousand, would you guys still have jumped up and down and celebrated? I think so. I mean, gosh, it's it's appreciated so much. Right. I just wonder, do we want to lose that much in taxes when there is a chance, right? When he retires, we could go live there for a couple years and then not have to pay that when we sell it but there's no guarantee that we'll go live there either. that's exactly right and so there's this weird phenomenon and i, I slipped my mind right now it's late in the afternoon it's a it's a it's a psychological way our minds work right and it's a psychological mind or way our minds work that was a terrible sentence brilliant this Here's is the why deal. they pay this guy the big bucks if somebody says hey i'm um you got five dollars coming to you and then later that afternoon, someone goes, dude, I was way off. You're getting $150. And then when you get the check, you open it, it says 100 bucks in it. And you say, I thought I was getting 150 They're like, yeah, dude, the calculations were all over the place today. But dude, you get 100 bucks. That's 95 more dollars than you thought you were going to get. Yet your, right. your body goes, oh, dude, I lost 50 bucks. Right. You gained right. 95 more than you were expecting, yet it feels like a loss because that other number was out there. And so part of me says, do what's best for your, like part of selling and transacting real estate, unless somebody knows something different than I do, George, is paying taxes on what you buy and what you sell. That's part of life. What's best for your family right now might not be to have a, would you buy a $500,000 property in Washington to make 1300 bucks on it every month? Living in Jacksonville? No. Right. Normally, no. <laughs> right. And so part of me says, man, take it, take the, take your 375 that you would get you plus go. your hundred and get yourself a spot in Jacksonville and you'll be okay missing out on the 15 grand a year in rental income. That just feels like such a right. win to me. It, a win to the peace like, of your household. And even right. if you take so, on a, a small exactly. mortgage, you're not violating any of the principles. Get a 15-year fix where the payment's no more than a quarter of your take-home pay. And uh, that's how you know you're not biting off more than you can chew. And you'll still be able to pay that off really quickly. Because I want you guys debt-free again real soon. So if you can't pay cash for a place, at least roll all of that into it so you have all of that equity with a real small mortgage. Which is also going to lower your monthly payment, which also allows you to pay it off real fast. Right. That's what John and I would do if we were in your shoes. All right. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. And thank your husband for uh, his service. Active duty, 22 years. That's absolutely impressive. And uh, a lot of sacrifice goes into that with all the moves every few years. And uh, we appreciate that. Does not go unnoticed. Dylan joins us in Columbia, Missouri. Dylan, welcome to the Ramsey Show. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. How are you guys? Good. We're hanging in. You're the last question of the day, so you better bring a hot one for us. What's up? So uh, I've been trying to get through for a while. Uh, well, with my work schedule, I haven't been able to get through. Uh, but with my work schedule changing, I've been able to get through. Um, so I'm blessed to be able to do that. So uh, we started working on uh, the Ramsey program about eight months ago. Um, we're on baby step number two. Um, we have knocked down 
our debt pretty significantly. We started about 46,000 um, with uh, some uh, two vehicles and then some personal debt that we had. Um, we're down to uh, just the vehicles and then a couple, uh, about 3,000 left on medical and other little individual things with the uh, baby steps or with the, um, the snowball effect. Um, so we are, we'll, in the next month, we'll have that uh, 3,000 or so paid off. Um, and that'll leave our uh, two vehicles. Um, we owe roughly about um, 13 to 15,000 each on those. Um, we have attempted to try and sell um, one of them, which is a uh, 2016 Ford Explorer. Um, I have a 2017 Ford F-150. Um, and we've attempted to try and sell the Explorer. Um, haven't had any luck. Um, we've posted it. We've had a couple of people interest. Um, What's your household income? Um, so I have single income. My wife stays at home with the kids. Um, so our household income um, is roughly about 3000 a month. Man, um, yeah, with, one with of these cars car. has to go. That's a lot of car for making thirty six grand a year. Yeah, well, that, and that's with, and that's with, with or three thousand dollars a paycheck. Sorry, not a month. Okay, three thousand dollars paycheck. That gives me a lot more peace. I was like, man, yeah. okay. What's the Explorer worth? You think? Um, so it's roughly um, when we Kelly Blue Book it, right around sixteen to eighteen. Okay, and then what um, would you do without that car? Uh, that's the thing that we'd will have to get. Uh, so I drive about an hour to to an hour back for work every day. Um, I work in Jefferson City, um, so we would have to uh, get a just a car to drive back and forth, um, which that's what we'd like to use yeah. the difference than what we owe. Well, you're needed to maybe a little bit more than that because I don't want you in car repairs because you got a hoopty and said George made me do it. So save up a little bit of money, get something reliable, maybe five or six grand, and then you can sell it, get that other car uh, with cash. That's the move, man. You'll get there either way. It might take some side hustles and sacrifice, but I hope you get that car sold soon. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Until next time, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously. If you're a leader, your personal growth matters for your organization because whatever you lead can only grow as much as you do. I know from experience. I've been CEO of Ramsey Solutions for over 30 years, and now I'm sharing that leadership and business coaching experience with you on the Entree Leadership Podcast. I'm taking your calls and helping you figure out how to overcome challenges within your organization. One episode could change your business. Check it out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or on the Ramsey Network app.